Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. Lovely sunny day here. We've actually just found a quiet patch on the hillside with nice springy grass and we enrolled our mats and had some cheese sandwiches so we're out for a picnic today which is really <laughs> a big treat after all the, uh, the cold and the rain and all that stuff. Anyway, so now we're suitably refreshed and rested or at the top of the hill on our podcasting run with the flat bit that we're going to walk along and we thought we would continue with the Lao Tzu series. So today we are going to be reading through, we're going to do two together because we thought they went quite nicely. Uh, so chapter 48 and 49. So all right then, let's, uh, let's read this out and then discuss. Well, you'd never think there was an apocalypse on in full, in, in full swing the way, we, the way we're behaving irresponsibly. And we're stealing well clear of everybody. Lots of space up here, so that's okay. <laughs> but yes, it's Sitting uh, in the sun eating cheese sandwiches on a, yeah. on a sparkly hillside looking at the... Overlooking the sea and the mountains. Yeah. Pretty nice. So, uh, you have to have a break from all the apocalyptic dread, though, don't you? Yeah, you certainly do. Certainly do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lao Tzu, chapter 48 and chapter 49, which complement each other in a very interesting way, which I will attempt to explicate. Is chapter 48. Usually, people read because they want to know. But the more you study the Tao, the less you want knowledge. And as you want less and less, you come closer to not doing. Wu Wei. This is the way to get things done. The best way to run the world is to let it take its course. To get yourself out of the way of it. Uh, Just imagine Boris Johnson reading that, thinking, God, look, well, get wish, things done. Yeah. I should try this woo way thing. <laughs> get <laughs> things <she> done. <laughs> and also, I wish you'd get out of the way as well. <laughs> Moving on now to chapter 49. The sage is never opinionated. He listens to the mind of the people. I am kind to people when they are kind to me. I am kind to them even if they hate me. Virtue, te, is its own reward. I trust those who trust me. I also trust those who have no faith in me. What I give, I receive. A sage is self-effacing and mindful of offence. He sets himself as his own example. How shall I treat you, my son? Like a child. Right then, so should we have a crack at the first one? Yep. We <laughs> had that fluttering noise there. Yeah. It's a little bit windy at the, the wi- top here. The wind has decided to get up. We've actually photocopied the pages out of the book and we bring them up. <laughs> we don't want to carry a book up the mountain, do we? <laughs> because the more you read, the less you know. As, as it says, you know, further you go, the less you know. And the book's quite heavy. <laughs> yeah. The first one uh, sounds as though Lao Tzu is some kind of neoliberal. <laughs> you know, the invisible hand. 
uh, get the government, now government, or small government, get the government out of the way. And just let everything take its course, let, just let the capitalists uh, have their, their free market, which of course will end up in horrible monopolies and, uh, and ghastly conglomerations of wealth and power. It's not actually what, what this is about, and the, uh, the next chapter in fact does contradict that kind of reading. That it's some excuse for some sort of laissez-faire. What this is about, it's it, it's about Wu Wei or non-doing. This is one of Lao Tzu's half a dozen themes that he returns to again and again and again. Non-doing is actually a practical discipline, a way of being, mode of consciousness. as well as being an approach to meditation. And in fact, uh, the approach to meditation complements the Wu Wei approach to ordinary affairs, doing things, what you might say, projects. And the fact that Taoism has produced some amazing science and was scientific well in advance of the scientific revolution in the West. And uh, as well as having an amazing impact on creative arts, on painting, on philosophical reflection, on strategy, on martial arts, and on many, many other disciplines, of course, on meditation and contemplation. So, when Lao Tzu uh, says, you, you know, the more, uh, it, the more you get into the Tao, the less you're interested in reading. The less you're interested in knowledge. It is a particular idea of knowledge. Because as I say, Taoists are very practical people, very artistic people. And committed to knowledge in perhaps a, quite a true sense. What is having a go at it is just pure book knowledge. With no wisdom. Uh, facts. Facts, and, and well, yeah, facts, 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 as Mr. Greg Grind said yeah. in Charles Dickens's Hard Times. You know, dry positivism is not what it's about. So, I, I think uh, Lao Tzu's definition of knowledge would be a bit like our definition of wisdom. And the knowledge he's talking about here is just pure, pure book learning with no groundedness in. Either consciousness, self-understanding, self-reflection, or close observation of the world with a, a sensitive and attuned mind. And he's speaking against that, and, and, and rightly so. But what does he say? Well, you know, you want to uh, the, the the way the way to run the world is to is to, is to let, it, let it do its thing, and for you to get out of the way. What does he mean by you getting out of the way? You know, does that mean I've no projects? Does that mean I've no political projects? No, it, what it means is, let's get your ego out of the way, you know? And it's, it's, it's particularly aimed at... Um, power-hungry maniacs? Power-hungry maniacs, overweening ambition, uh, de desire to be in control, Desire to be the world king, like like uh, one of our beloved leaders. 
that's your overweening ambition of, of ego, desire at the end of the day to attempt to overcome the intrinsic insecurity of e ego which cannot be overcome because it's a part of its very nature it's, it's almost defining part of its nature and there's a realisation be behind this disavowal of uh, the kind of doer who, who, who gets in the way who's just, just let's say boldly assertive yeah. and there's an understanding that ego is not the only point able to exert will to power the ability to make things happen the ability, the ability to bring about transformations in self and world and society other than an individual's ego in fact an individual's ego is a very very poor instrument and it almost invariably screws up you know if we allow ourselves as societies and communities to be controlled people just with overweening ambition just the overweening urge to impose themselves we're fucked and we, should, we just see it and you know Lake Two's writing two and a half millennia ago and we've got two and a half millennia of proof that he's right pretty well you know, this, that those processes are inevitably destructive. There is, but there's a much more intelligent way of going about it. And almost there are different points of will to power in a person are operating. Their intuition, their empathy, their, their ability to observe very closely with a sensitive mind and sensitive uh, tuned, tuned up senses which gives rise to an intelligent approach to doing the things that human beings have to do to secure life and to enhance it and to make sure that citizens have a good life and that is what Wu Wei is, Wu Wei is not letting that, 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 the crassness of ego intervene in projects, decision making, artistic creativity even statecraft and things of that nature but it does, it's not to say people don't do. The best way of doing is non is non doing. And it is getting out the way, qua ego, qua ambition. You know, and it's letting these other points of will to power in a human being and in a community, which are more intelligent, more observant, and more in tune with the grain of things, more in tune with the actual processes on which life depends, and you know, which much bigger than human efforts in the end. You know, we can be as smart as we like, but we, you know, we muck about with climate change, it's all over. You know, we're still only like little fleas on on, on, on the skin on, of the earth. On the skin of the earth, and yeah. it's still still smaller, still little motes of dust in the cosmos. So there's an intelligence behind what he's asserting here, but it's not like neoliberal laissez-faire excuse. or a claim to the freedom to exploit people. Now this is pretty clear the, the, from the next one, uh, from uh, 49, where you see that Lao Tzu does in fact have this empathy and this compassion and this concern for others, which I, which I say is also a locus of will to power in a person, perhaps distinct from their, their, their crude ego. And a person who's not orientated to the crude ego, if you like, is uh, Lauto's definition of a sage, if we wanted a really like, nice, slightly crude, but succinct definition of a sage. Uh, 
Messiah is never opinionated. He listens to the mind of the people. Now, your egotistical leader who's got no chance of operating on a wu-wai level doesn't listen to the mind of the people, except to manipulate it. They do sometimes struggle to understand it, to manipulate it with crude polemics and propaganda and ideology, which, of course, you know, our, our modern times teaches us again and again and again by the day. He goes on, I am kind to people when, when they are kind to me. I am kind to them even if they hate me. Virtue is its own reward. There's a kind of, kind of an even-handedness, you know. He's not actually being swayed by the fact that people might hate him. You know, and people like this do get hated quite vehemently. You know, because I suppose in some senses they, uh, <laughs> they show other people up. Yeah, well, yeah. well, historically, look what happens to people who say, hey, wouldn't it be good just to be nice to everybody? Yeah, well, I just... Or, that... or what, maybe, maybe we could kind of live in a more communal way where we're kind to each other and we <laughs> help each other. Well, the, the general policy of uh, uh, leaders and governments uh, to people like that is to nail them to a wall. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. But Lao Tzu said, well, he's kind, he's kind to people. It's kind, it's kind of people because it just, you know, it's its own reward. It, well, and it, actually, it feels good. Feels, feels good. Just feels a lot better. Hate's really hard work, you know. <laughs> you know, and it, it feels like having dust stuffed down your throat. I don't know why people bother with it. You know, but he says people are going to hate him. He's not going to waste any any energy and giving himself a hard time returning it. You know, mm. tight virtue is its own reward, and it is this kind of even-handed approach to others it's care for others but you, you don't have to live for their opinion and he says he trusts those who trust me he also trusts those who have no faith in him it's an interesting notion of trust you know I think what we've got here is, is, is a, a great and realistic faith in his ability to read people and he has a great ability to read people because he does the Wu Wei meditation, which is the meditation of just allowing the sensitivity of the organism to, to grow and flourish on its own without interference. Not as a cultivation, but as an allowing of a flowering of what already uh, is contained within us. We already have the seeds of compassion and kindness and sensitivity and the ability to to know, yes, but know in, in, in a sense that isn't book book knowledge. You can read all the psychology books in the world and you can still be blind to how people operate. But you can be very meditative in this letting be kind of way and people will become transparent to you. So that's why he trusts the ones that are even like, ready to screw him. Because he knows they're ready to screw him and he knows he can kind of dodge it. So he doesn't have to have the hassle. Of, of, of distrusting them, and the hassle of distrusting people is, is as energy consuming and enervating and horrible as the energy of hating people. He don't bother with any of that shit. He don't need to. Oh no, even on a practical level, he doesn't need to. Only oh, even says, well, you know, aside yourself of facing and mindful of offence. It's no point going around like trolling people. Again, you know, you have to. You then have to face the comeback. You know, that's a pain, isn't it? It's like it needs to go through it. 
So, so you don't go around defending people, but you're kind of self-effacing. Well, this is again, you know, there's no, there's no great kind of project of ego cultivation, of ego overcoming, of that very crude will to power. Instead, there's an amazing creativity, a focus of will to power that's around the, the creativity of the Tao itself, because you know the Tao. He sets himself as his own example. That's what that means, you know. There's this funny, funny couplet. I wish I'd looked at another translation. <laughs> How shall I treat you, my son, like a child? Now, I mean, actually, I think this this in debate, like he, he, he thinks he, he, he's so kind of sageful that he can kind of condescend people and treat them like children. It really is that it's with the care that you have for a child. Hey, look. Mummy, 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 <laughs> mummy. We yeah, uh, we paused for a moment there because there was a, a lamb, a newborn lamb, walking along the fence with the mum on the other side of the fence, desperately trying to get through to the fence. Uh, so I was, we were just feeling a bit worried that he was going to keep going and keep going and not be reunited. But fortunately, it's turned around, so all is well. Anyway, yeah. we can carry on with the podcast now. The, the sheep drama is over. Yeah, because it didn't want to go past us, did it? No. So it stood, stood very still for a bit, and it, yeah. uh, it gained, regained its confidence. So, yeah, how shall I treat you, my son, like a child? I mean, well, you know, the sage's duty is to care for everybody. Actually, it's not really a duty, because a duty is something that's a bit arduous and a bit demanding of you. It's just this natural impulse. Because, again, quiet, aware, not necessarily endowing all of your organic energy in the project of your ego, of your self-assertion, but rather being more orientated to a creativity that arises out of acquaintance with the great creativity, which is the Tao. So that's what all this is about. This is, it gives us some detail on Wu Wei, how to work with it, how to operate with it, how to bring it into one's relationship with others and with community and with projects that might well even be political, or artistic, or scientific, or simply the matter of everyday life, of, of going about your business, and walking your path on this planet. We recommend it, don't we Anna? Right then, so short and sweet today. Hope everyone found that interesting and perhaps useful. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to carry on with our walk now. Negotiate our way over the stream and then down the side of the hill. Just coming around to the edge where we can see out to the Clean Peninsula. So I hope you're all doing okay in these apocalyptic times and we will speak to you again soon.